Well, friends, Christmas is a time for hope. Christmas is a time for hope. That is the big idea of what we're celebrating on this particular day. When we light our first candle of Advent, it is a candle that symbolizes hope. Hope in a God who loves us so much that he sent his son Jesus into the world. And so this video that's behind me is going to celebrate with us this season of hope today. Christmas is a time for hope. But hope is not what everyone sees at this time of the year. At Christmas, hope is not what everyone sees. I have a friend for whom this might be her very last Christmas. She's a woman who is um, struggling right now because while that's true for any one of us, none of us knows the day or the time of our death, we don't know when we'll draw our last breath. My friend has a terminal illness. And so she's struggling right now. She's been treated for her condition. She's on medication. The doctors, however, her family, she herself, no one knows how many days she has on this earth. And with this diagnosis of a terminal illness, she's scared and she's angry. She's confused as she tries to plan and celebrate this season with her only child who's in grade school. And for her hope, her hope is elusive this year. It, it's as if it's hiding behind this big, dark curtain of the unknown. And so if Christmas is a time for hope, where is her hope this year? I have another friend who's a pastor, and he's reached out to me recently, and uh, he no, long, no longer serves as a minister, but he is serving in a church as a leadership, as an elder, as a, as a leader in his church. And my friend is struggling because he's been accused by other leaders of having done something that he didn't do. And so these accusations and this innuendo, it has marred his character. It's, it's impacted his relationships. And all of this weighs heavily upon him. And his wife and his children, himself, they've all been hurt by this experience in this community where they live. And, and they're all questioning. They're, they're, people are questioning his integrity. And he doesn't know what to think as he walks through the doors on a given Sunday. This man was tired before COVID. He's exhausted by COVID. And he's worn out now. He's worn out and, and he's spent. And so as he comes to the end of his year, as he comes to the end of, of, of this 2021, where does he find hope? Those who are attacking him, they seem to be winning. 
Those who are attacking him, they seem to be winning at every turn, and he cannot seem to get a moment's peace. Christmas is a time for hope, but hope for my friend, it seems so out of reach for him this year. Recently, I was reading a blog post, and it was reminding me, and I remind all of you, that this season is probably one of the most difficult emotionally and sometimes physically for people. There are many, many, many people who are grieving at this time of the year. The CDC just reported recently, last couple of months, repeated, uh, reported that uh, recently uh, that drug overdoses are up 20, 28.5% over last year. Drug overdoses are up 28.5% over last year. People are struggling and they're looking for ways to cope. People that you know, people that I know, maybe even yourself, maybe even me, we're grieving. We're grieving. We're grieving the loss of a loved one. We're grieving the loss of someone who we know who's died by suicide. We're grieving the loss of a relationship because of divorce. We're grieving the loss of a job. Some of us are grieving the loss of a pet. People are overwhelmed and they are quite literally hopeless. They're hopeless. And yet, Christmas is a time for hope. Christmas is a time for hope, but, but how is this a season of hope? What makes Christmas so special and, and how is Christmas a time for hope? Because when a mother is facing a terminal disease or an innocent man is being accused of malpractice or when the countless number of people out in the world are walking around in despair and, and grief, Christmas might not feel like a time for hope. In fact, many will tell you that this is the hardest time of the year for them. It is the hardest time of the year because everyone seems to be cheery. Everyone seems to be happy. There's, there's a huge disconnect between the cookies and the goodies and the presents and the lights and the reality of our lives. How many of us have made it past Christmas or, or through New Year's only to find January and February to be the hardest and the coldest and the darkest months of the year, both emotionally and even physically? How many of us have found that to be true? We enjoy the bright lights of Christmas, but when the lights go out and the displays come down and the wreaths come off the front door, what is left? What is left? Christmas is a time for hope, but as Christians, where are we? In what are we placing our hope? Where do we place that hope? Centuries ago, God's people were in despair. Centuries ago, the Jews who were called by God to be his special, chosen people, set apart from the rest of the world, God's people, they had turned away from God and they had followed what God calls in the Bible their wicked ways. They started turning to wicked ways. And so God allowed them. He gave them over to their desires. He said, that's the direction you want to go. I'll let you have your way. And so their desires led them to turn their backs on God. And then in the end of some of their story here, or part of their story, their, their enemies overtook them. They were enslaved by their enemies. And for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years, they were put in a position of despair and distress. For decades and decades and decades, God felt distant to them. And these people were weary, and they felt forgotten by God. But then along comes a prophet. 
And his name is Jeremiah. Jeremiah comes along and, and God gave Jeremiah a message for his people. And God said, essentially said, yes, you're in a tough spot. Where you are right now, it's tough. It's been hard for you, but you will not be in this place forever. Is what God said through Jeremiah. You won't be in this space forever. The streets that are empty and desolate right now will someday be filled with laughter and song. You have not been forgotten. I see you where you are right now, and I will build you up, and I will restore you once again. And then we see in Jeremiah chapter 33, verses 14 and following, it says this, The day will come, says the Lord, when I will do for Israel and Judah all the good things that I have promised them. In those days, and at that time, I will raise up a righteous descendant from King David's line. He will do what is just and right throughout the land. And in that day, Judah will be saved, and Jerusalem will live in safety, and this will be its name. The Lord is our righteousness. Friends, the people of the Old Testament, God's people, God's people who were down and they were out, they were beaten up by life, they were sad, they were depressed, they were worried about their future. Does this sound familiar? Does this sound like anybody else you know? These people, those people heard from God and God said to them, I will do all the good things that I have promised you. That was God's promise to them. And that message carried them. It gave them hope and it gave them a purpose. It gave them a reason to gather together, to come together and to celebrate. As Christians, we now know that Jeremiah was pointing towards Jesus. That's what we know. We know that Jeremiah was pointing to Jesus, the descendant, the righteous descendant from King David's line. It is Jesus who delivers us and saves us. It is Jesus who delivers us in safety. In fact, in this, me in this passage, if you were to take what I just read you and you were to listen to the words in the, me the message translation, which is a common language translation, it says this, watch for this, the time is coming, God's decree, when I will keep the promise I made to the families of Israel and Judah. When that time comes, I will make a fresh and true sprout from the David tree. He will run this country honestly and fairly. He will set things right. He, Jesus, has been sent to set things right. Christmas is a time for hope. We celebrate, we celebrate Advent because Christmas is a time for us to pause. It is good for us to pause and to remember that God has entered our world. He did not leave us alone. When we turn our backs on God and follow our wicked ways, which we all do every single day, we all give in to our wickedness. When we do that, God doesn't give us, in, give us into our desires. He saves us and he sets things right through the person of Jesus Christ. In love, which is next week's theme, by the way, in love, God entered the world so that we know that God knows what it's like to be one of us. We can identify with God because Jesus identifies with us. Hear me say that. We can identify with God because Jesus identifies with us. And so our anger, our hurt, our feelings of despair and loneliness, God knows all of those feelings because Jesus knows all of those feelings. But instead of reacting out of pain like we do so often, when we get hurt, we react. 
But Jesus, he responds with trust. When we get hurt, we react out of our pain. Jesus responds with trust. And by grace, God forgives our sins. He forgives our pettiness and our pride. God says, if you will repent and turn to me, I am always here for you. I am always here for you. I love you. Christmas is a time for hope, and the hope that we have is in the incredible gift of Jesus who has come into the world. So I don't know what you're facing this Christmas, but I would bet you're feeling out of balance. I would bet you're feeling out of balance. Very few of us feel in control. We often feel out of balance. Most of us are worried, or we're hurting, or we're anxious, or we're afraid. Maybe you are facing the unknown, like my terminally ill friend that I was talking about a moment ago, or facing character assassination, like my other friend. Maybe you're struggling because the holidays are less merry and more melancholy. And I won't stand here and tell you that it's not right to feel those things. It is right to feel those things. It's good for us to, to feel, feel the feels. Whatever you're feeling, those feelings are right. They're your feelings. To hear me say that Christmas is a time for hope might seem to hear me say something. I'm asking you to believe the impossible, but that's not what I'm trying to do. If you're listening today, I want to encourage you to do something with me over the next several weeks. I'd like to ask you to do something with me. As I said before, if you're here today, please do not leave without grabbing one of those magnets that I've talked about uh, a moment ago. Please grab one of those magnets. And if you're online, if you want one of those magnets, please email us. Let us know in the church office. We will find a way to get one of those to you. And I want you to take the magnet, and I want you to put it someplace where you will see it regularly. I just want to let you know, because, you know, I got the first one. I sort of took it off the top. My magnet is already sitting, taped inside my vanity. So that when I brush my teeth, when I comb my hair, when I do whatever I'm doing in the bathroom, this right here is facing me. And so I'm reading this magnet. And so here's the magnet so you can see it right here. It says, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. Christmas, friends, is a time for hope. We celebrate. What we celebrate is that the Savior has been born to us. He is the Messiah. He is the Lord. And so during the next few weeks, keep this magnet close. Read it over and over and over and remind yourself of why we hope. Because Jesus the Messiah has been born to you. And I remind you that hope doesn't mean happy. That's not what hope means. It just means that no matter how dark things get, you don't give up. Keep hoping, keep searching the horizon for that light that will lead you home for Christmas. And so reflect on the truth of this magnet and remember that Christmas is a time for hope. Amen. Let's pray. God, I pray that you would help us all in these days that are facing us. Lord, I don't know if any of us are feeling very hopeful or maybe we're feeling not very much like uh, we're experiencing hope right now. But I pray that the message of the gospel would impact our hearts and our minds, Lord. I pray that this magnet would be a helper for us to remember that you have come into the world. That today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to me. He is the Messiah. He is the Lord. And because of you, Jesus, I can have hope. 
And so, Lord, we pray that you would give us this hope over the next few weeks. Be with us, we pray. All these things we ask in Jesus' name.